안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Yesterday was Thanksgiving. How did you all have a good time with your family or at the church? I also had a really, really beautiful Thanksgiving family service yesterday with the second generation families. It was really, really beautiful and incredible. And I directly guided them, guided them how to celebrate Thanksgiving Day and Gyeongbae uh, to to parents and then family pledge and each family, Gyeongbae and husband and wife face each other, Gyeongbae and children, Gyeongbae to their parents. And then, you know, and then I pass the, some food and then father uh, receive the food from me and then they put the food each one of the children's mouths and yeah I think and then we really prepare very beautiful you know kind of the you know offering table you know we choose the best fruit and then meal and then cook a uh, turkey wow and then having a meal together and sharing the their appreciation it was really really beautiful I think we need to create that kind of culture, that kind of culture. And then Father said, when you celebrate Thanksgiving every year to heaven first and through parents, and then God surely bless you, next year you will get more blessing, you know, more than five times, 10 times, 20 times. I think I really love this kind of a culture of the Thanksgiving. What I heard that even through mother, based upon the Thanksgiving Day in Korea, mother celebrate with all the leadership together. Through parents said that God will give you even greater blessing in the following year if you spend a Thanksgiving day giving thanks to heavenly parents and true parents as you go through the year. I hope and pray that the blessing of God and true parents will be with you and your families. Today, I'd like to talk about opening, inheriting, and fulfilling the era of the victory, liberation, and completion of the true parents from our true mother's anthology, volume two. Let's study. Opening, inheriting, and fulfilling the era of the victory, liberation, and completion of the true parents. The Middle East Women's Leaders Peace Council which has been hosted every year since 1997 under my guidance, has attracted interest and participation from women leaders of the nations in the Middle East. Now it has expanded and developed into a more concrete, wide-ranging WFWP campaign. Moreover, bringing women leaders of the Middle East to the center of activities carried out for human rights and peace going beyond religious barriers is a truly remarkable achievement. Each year from the year 2000, we have hosted the, the World Women's Leaders Workshop at beautiful meeting places in different continents. Here, participants share their firsthand experience from all corners of the global village village, their wisdom, and their vision for the future, including ways to proceed in healthy cooperation. 
Taking it a step further, the different continents and countries, including Korea, the WFWP International Headquarters, Japan, the United States, the UN Secretariat, Asia, Europe, Canada, Central and South America, Africa, and Oceania are developing and carrying out various projects adapted to the needs of their local locale. I am proud of and grateful to them all. Furthermore, we are actively conducting relief aid work to resolve the problems of natural calamities and poverty in various parts of the globe. In particular, under the slogan, let us share a little of what we have. We have brought good results with the 1% Love Share Project to help the children and women in North Korea. Moreover, through several effective enterprises, including specialized local businesses to support WFWP in their communities, we are keenly realizing that the power of women is changing societies and achieving amazing results in the creation of a peaceful world. Above all, the Peace Leaders Invitational Divine Principles Seminar, held more than 30 times, helps women leaders realize their divinity. It presents them with vital insights regarding the proper direction for their lives. The program has deeply moved many leaders and helped them fulfill their potential. Thank you. True parents have created numerous organizations and associations, but the most important thing is that they can all be uh, categorized into four types of associations. It is an organization like the Four Position Foundation in our family. The first is the Family Federation for World Peace, which is the position of God. The second is the Universal Peace Federation, which plays the role of a role of a father in the family. The third is the Women's Federation for World Peace, which plays the role of a mother. The fourth is YSP, Youth and Students for Peace, corresponding to the uh, children, a uh, child's position. True Father said that UPF should, uh, should play the role of the male able UN and WFWP should play the role of the female UN. From that point of view, I think that YSP should play the role of the child UN. Also True Parents once said that the Family Federation is the role of the parents UN. Just as families consist of a four position foundation, four major organizations on a global level are needed to solve global problems. The Family Federation for World Peace, the Universal Peace Federation, the Women's Federation for World Peace, and YSP Youth and Students for Peace. Wow, this, of course, many, there are many organizations, but I think these four organizations are you know, most important of our organization, we need to understand this point. That's why I am telling you, this Women's uh, Federation for World Peace, this is really incredibly important. Can you imagine in the family, without mother, 
without wife, without woman, how can you survive? How can you solve the family problems? Same things in the world. You know, to solve the problems, the role of the woman is like a role of the mother in the family. That's why sometimes, you know, we are sometimes really uh, do not understand the meaning of the Women's Federation for World Peace. I realized that when I study again and again of the father's work, the role of the, the, the Women's Federation is the role of the mother in the family. Very, very important, my brothers and sisters. That's why I really want to promote, you know, the value of the woman, the value of the Women Federation for World Peace. So living divine principle and the root of the sin. Okay, let's just study. The root of sin. The root of sin is that the first human ancestors had an illicit sexual relationship with an angel symbolized by a serpent. They could not multiply God's good lineage, but instead multiplied Satan's evil lineage. We know that the this is an indication that the root of sin is found in lustful desires. Therefore, the hope of an ideal world is an empty dream, as long as this root of all evils has not been eradicated at its source. Christ, at his second advent, must be able to solve this problem once and for all. Yeah, based on this content, let's study Father's work. What is perfect restoration? We assume that there must be many Christians who believe in Jesus and that they have received perfect restoration owing to the blood of Jesus. Then I want to ask you a question. If there are some clergymen, reverends, or regional leaders saying that they are perfectly restored after living a sincere life of faith, what about their children? Can they go to heaven without believing in Jesus? No, they cannot. Even the children of John, who had deep faith in Jesus, must believe in Jesus to be restored. In this context, you should understand that the root of sin has not been totally eradicated from humankind. It cannot be denied that the human fall, which planted the roots of sin, stained our blood lineage. That's why we can conclude that Satan, the devil committed adultery. Yes. Though, uh, is the full salvation that Christians talk about really possible? If a Christian really believe in Jesus and is saved completely, can his children receive complete salvation without believing in Jesus? No, not at all. They cannot. Then why is a complete salvation not accomplished? This does not mean that the faith in Jesus is invalid. However, by believing, believing in Jesus, we can only obtain spiritual salvation. That's why he promised to come again. We are not at the stage where we can also receive the physical salvation from him at the same time. Our physical body is still continuously 
uh, invaded by Satan. And we commit sins without even realizing it. Why? This is because the sin is constantly inedited through our physical blood lineage. Then how can we completely eradicate sin? Since Satan's genes pass down through our physical lineage, Satan's lineage must be eradicated. In our church, the ceremony to eradicate this satanic lineage and graft onto God's lineage is called the blessing ceremony. Of course, the blessing ceremony is conditionally received at the top of the cross stage, but it becomes a complete blessing when we receive the blessing and embody it. In that sense, our blessed second generation do not need the three-day ceremony. The problem is that although we have set the condition that the satanic lineage, satanic lineage is eradicated through the true parents' blessing, we still have many problems because we are still living in a secular environment under the Satan. Therefore, the important thing is to find and establish God's substantial relation. If we find and establish Chonilgu, which governs with God's constitution centering on divine principle by finding and establishing God's substantial sovereignty and people and land and prob the, the problem will change. Everything governed by heavenly constitution, heavenly constitution, heavenly law, no one can commit sin. That's why really God cherished the hope is what? Our true parents cherish the hope is what? What the Jesus cherished the hope is what? How can we substantially establish God's substantial, you know, about the nation and people and sovereignty? Satan cannot invade anymore. Everything governed by God's constitution, centering on divine principle and true father's word. Nobody can, no, no one can come in because everything is really trying to live in each other, serving each other, centering on hot community. Those who are doing some evil action cannot survive because entire environment is an environment of the heart. That's why we need to have the sovereignty. We need to have the one nation. Every, everything has to be governed by God's law and God's constitution. If we find and establish God's nation, we can live without original sin in a completely sinless world without blessing or the even three-day ceremony in the eternal kingdom of God. And as this kingdom of God gradually multiplies, an ideal world will come in which all mankind will be liberated from sin and Satan. We call such a world of the kingdom of heaven owners. Ah, that's why our cherished hope is to substantialize God's kingdom of heaven on the earth. Next. The root of sin lies in the mother. When Jacob was blessed by his father, Isaac, who did what? Since the root of sin lies within the mother, the mother has to cooperate with her son and be united according to the principle of indemnity 
in order to return to God. Rebecca could become one with her second son after her cooperation with him. That's why the switching of the firstborn son occurred. It's not fiction, but a fact. Jacob deceived Isaac, his father. Eve deceived God, her father, when she fell. And Cain stood beside his deceiving mother. In order to indemnify that, both the mother and the son united together and deceived the father Isaac, who was in the position of God, just like Satan and Eve deceived God, our father. Yes. No one can escape the formula of the providence of restoration. In order to restore the family, mother-son cooperation is absolutely necessary not just only Noah's family, not just only Adam's family, Abraham's family, Moses' family, not only Jesus' family, without exception. Everybody needs to follow the formula of the providence of restoration, especially I'm talking about mother-son cooperation. If this mother and son cooperation is to be achieved, the mother should be a model for her children. And she should completely move them, touch them with her motherly love. In other words, the mother should make her children into filial children. Therefore, she must make her children absolutely filial to their parents. This is like Isaac's absolute obedience to his parents. How come Isaac absolutely obeyed to Abraham and heaven. What do you think? The Isaac's relationship with the mother is incredible. Really incredible. I really appreciate that. You know, Isaac's mother raised up him as a filial son. You know, uh, that's why, you know, Abraham's uh, really uh, uh, wife. Sarah really take care of Isaac very, very well. That's why I have that kind of filial son, completely obeyed to father and mother. As we can learn from Isaac's family and Moses' family, we must establish conditions for mother-son cooperation centering on our mother in our own family. Just as a mother, mother is a filial to God, she must raise her children with the heart of the filial piety to God. Through this process of mother and son cooperation, women can indemnify all of Eve's sin and the incident between Cain and Abel. And in the family, the father must serve and love the mother more than anyone else, so that she, mother, can fulfill her role as a mother. Very important guidance, my brothers and sisters. Also, the mother position, position, uh, the position of love. You know, mother is the center of love in the family. That's why, you know, as a man, as an archangel position, how can support the mother position? How can support uh, the wife position? Let her really loving each one of the children, of course. 
as a man, as a father, need to love each one of the children as well. But, you know, children spend more time with the mother from the baby time, you know, go to school, whatever. They are children, most of the children spending time with the mother more than father. That's why the relationship between mother and child is really crucial, very, very important. Why children rebel and sometimes they go their own way? Father saying that there's a problem, the relationship, especially between mother and child. Today's youth ministry, uh, with uh, what heart did I attend Sunday service? Let's start. With what heart did I attend Sunday service? I must always ask myself questions whenever I attend Sunday service. When I attend, did I do it from my heart? And who did you feel affection for while attending the service? A longing heart is like longing for water when you are thirsty. Joy is always accompanied by longing. When you come to Sunday service, what are you longing for? Or did you come just to watch? Are you coming conditionally or out of habit because it's Sunday? There are many cases where people who have been attending service for a long time do not long for the service. They do not come because they want to, but because they made a routine out of it. This is a problem. Yes. Do you all uh, come to church with the heart of the longing? Or do you attend it as if it's your duty or responsibility? Those who attend Sunday service compulsorily or conditionally or habitually offer worship at the formation level, my brothers and sisters. And those who are frequently and miss or even ignore Sunday service cannot receive the grace and blessing from heavenly parents at all. Those who ignore the Lord's Day, which is Sunday service, are people who do not have the foundation of faith, even don't have even foundation of the faith. That's why anyone ignores Sunday service, anyone uh, uh, sell, uh, seldom attend the Sunday service, no way to get the blessing from heaven. Sunday service is not your day. Sunday service is God's day, holy day. You need to learn from the Old Testament era, New Testament era, how much serious about attending Sunday service not belong to your day. Ignoring the Lord's day, which is a Sunday service, is the same as ignoring heavenly parents. Those who do not attend Sunday service are people who do not love heavenly parents. How can people who value their families and their work more say they love heavenly parents? The church is a community of heart a training ground to enter kingdom of heaven among those who ignore the Lord's day, which is Sunday service, only few can be trusted. The closest stage of worship service is attended from the heart and attend with a longing heart, my brothers and sisters. 
we attend because we miss Abel. I really want to see my pastor. I really want to uh, want to see my Abel. I miss the world. I really long for our brothers and sisters. I long for our spiritual children. You need to carry on this kind of longing heart. You know, Bible talking about, right? The ten virgins, the five virgins, is a foolish virgins, and then the other one is a wise virgins. And then, you know, foolish virgins, what? They don't have oil. They don't have oil means longing heart. That's why I could not meet second coming. We don't have oil. Without oil and attending Sunday service, you are just really, how to say, you know, you know, external guy. No oil doesn't meaning doesn't have any meaning. You need to prepare your oil. What does oil means? Long heart. A Sunday service attended without longing, without oil, is like a spectator. A service where onlookers gather are only interested in external things such as one uh, news the church has. Service attended without heart of the long is easy to become just a formal service. So even when members meet one another, there is no warmth and no, no happiness. They leave right after service because there's nothing more to see. Even when a new member joined the service where there are just onlookers, the members do not greet the guests just because they are not their own spiritual child. However, if the new member is greeted first with a heart of love and hearts, when they visit for the first time, they are sure to be moved. We need to create that kind of culture of a heart. Any new member comes, there are 200 members, 300 members. Each one of them go to the new guest and greet them, hello, and hugging them, embrace them. They never forget. Oh, he is not my spiritual child. Nothing dealing with me. Someone take care of him. And maybe, you know, church minister take care of him. Nothing dealing with me. That is not my job. You are just a neighbor. You are just only a stranger. We are one family on the heart. Anyone come back from satanic person, come back to God's person and read a really grateful heart, happy heart. Each one of our members go to the new member and embrace him, hugging him and say, hello, how are you? I am very happy to see you. If we create that kind of culture of heart, church automatically can grow up. Kingdom of heaven need to grow up at our church. Kingdom of heaven need to grow up in my heart, in my family, in our church. Then without this kind of the creating environment, what are you talking about? Kingdom of heaven for the sake of the nation? Does that make any sense? We need to cultivate our heart. We need to, we need to, we need to really create that kind of environment everywhere. Does our church currently have such a culture of heart? Longing is like longing for water when you are thirsty, right? When you are thirsty, really looking for the water. 
we need to have that kind of longing heart. Worship must be attended with longing. This is because heaven is a world of longing. The church is a mini age of heaven. Joy is always accompanied by longing. When you come to attend, uh, attend a church, what do you long for? What did you come just to watch? Or do you just come, uh, come, out of the, come, come out of habit because it's a Sunday? Where if you want to go to the service with the longing, you must always witness. So spiritual children must grow up in the church. Those who have no attachment to witnessing or have any spiritual children can never feel the longing. Love must be multiplied to the spiritual children in order for the longing in our spiritual to grow. Oh, Dr. Young, I'm old man, you know, no power to witnessing. I don't have spiritual children. Okay, then that's fine. At least, they, at least three or four people you can long for. Even though I don't have spiritual children, but I love this world. I love that girl. I love that family. I love my pastor, my able. You need to have that kind of longing. Longing person. Otherwise, spiritually, your heart becomes very dry. Next. People who come to service habitually. I come to church because there is someone I miss and feel happy when I see them. However, people who do not feel this longing and come to attend because it's Sunday are people who attend because of habit. Habitual people become anxious if they do not keep up their routine. You become that way because your heart is a little uncomfortable if you don't follow the habit you kept. If you habitually lead a life of faith, you will receive comfort for yourself because of the condition that you have kept that habit. Of course, if you don't come to church, there are other questions. Those who attend service out of habit, despite not having a grateful heart, feel more comforted than those who did not come at all. As a result, they take it for granted. The problem is that if you go to church as a habit, your heart will never be resurrected. That's why my brothers and sisters do not expect that someone really welcoming, welcoming me, someone is longing for me. Do not have that kind of expectation. I am the one who need to initiate. I need to have a attack on the longing, even though someone do not, don't care for me, someone do not love me, someone do not look for me. I am the one who need to initiate because I'm the owner of the channel group. When you give first, when you embrace first, when you hug first, your heart comes out from bottom of your heart. That's why who are initiate first? Your father said that worship in the era of the Chanilgu should be like a wedding banquet. When you have to go to the church, you have many spiritual children so that you will have a people you are longing to see or create or close relationship with your brothers and sisters there. Ultimately, the purpose of the faith is to, to create relationship of longing for each other. That is the relationship of heart. The purpose of the listening to heavenly parents' word is to become attached to him 
And the purpose of the witness is to create unforgettable and affectionate relationship with the people. 심정 is a deeper world, deeper world than love. So our church must show all over the world what is the community of 심정 and heart. Attending worship is a good habit, but you have to attend with heart. Where there is a longing when you when attending service, there is also uh, anticipation, and there is always a grateful heart with the desire to give more and serve others. The problem is that if you go to church as a habit, your heart will never be resurrected. Final slide. Those who have longing are people of original nature. You become a person of original nature when you miss going to church. Attending service should be a pleasure. When you sing holy songs, you must resonate with the lyrics and shed tears. Holy songs without tears are conceptual and habitual. For example, let's say we sing the holy song, Nearer, my God to thee, nearer to thee, even though it be a cross that raiseth raises me, still all my songs shall be nearer, my God to thee, nearer, my God to thee, nearer, my God to thee. When I sing this holy song while trying to get closer to the Lord, the question is whether I have a heart of sadness over how much I miss and long to be harmonious with my family. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. You are a person of the original nature when you miss, uh, miss going to the church and are happy when going to church. And uh, an original, original person is happy to meet people. When you sing holy song, you must empathize with the lyrics and shed tears. Wow. This song is touching me, exactly read my heart and mind. Father said, you have that kind of original nature. You already feel something like that. Holy song without joy, gratitude or tears are conceptual and habitual. How close do I try to be the Lord every time I sing a holy song? I have to sing while reflecting on whether I have a heart of the sadness over how much I miss and long to be harmonious with my family. I really appreciate our true father's guidance. What is the attitude of the attending Sunday service? If we create a kind of beautiful culture, culture of heart, love each other, long for each other, serve each other more than any kind of expectation. Wow, our church, our church really can show to the world. God is great, true parents are great, divine principle is great, blessing is great. Now it's time to practice. What is the principle? We need to practice what is the word of the heart. That is your job and my job to create that the really beautiful culture of heart, right? Today, I spoke of a topic about with what heart did I attend Sunday service. Thank you very much. God bless you. Hello, everyone. My name is Naroka Tichihara, and I am part of Karpa Lake. 
and also the YCLC coordinator in Los Angeles. And today I wanted to share about our recent youth summit that we held at the LA Family Church uh, with the theme Restoration and I. So the purpose of this youth summit is to share how we can revitalize our relationship with God based on the principle. So this actually started from a discussion with Dr. Perry from the City of Refuge. Uh, he was sharing that many pastors are concerned about the young people and how they're losing their faith. And young people are being influenced by the things that they are hearing in school and the works of culture communism. And uh, because of this, uh, some youth uh, are starting to disbelieve in God and even leading to leaving the church. And in reality, there are actually many people on our campus who are atheists. And so this is the reality of the young people right now. So that is why we are sharing the divine principle contents to logically explain who God is and how we can restore our relationship with God. So for our program, we actually had amazing youth, Kengo Kala and Naomi Kutani, who moderated the program. And we also had Minister Blinky Williams and First Lady Stacy Hubbard, who led us in worship to start off our program. And we had two youth speakers, uh, Mikuni Tamura and myself, and we shared uh, the content from the human fall from the divine principle. Uh, we talked about the motivation and process and the consequences of the human fall and also God's heart of sorrow after the human fall. At first, we were nervous how the pastors would be able to receive uh, the contents we are sharing, but actually, all the pastors are very attentive and had open hearts to receive the contents uh, that uh, was being shared about the human fall. And after the youth presentation, Dr. Perry uh, gave a commentary message and he shared how God never gave up on human beings after the fall and is still waiting for us to return to him. And so that's why he gave us a second chance to be able to come back to him. And afterwards we had uh, discussions and the pastors actually helped out facilitate these groups. And they shared about what stood out to them from the presentation and also during this time, we passed out fallen nature sheets. So they were also sharing what fallen natures they had and uh, which fallen natures they wanted to work on. And afterwards, we had representative pastors share what they discussed in their groups. Uh, we had representatives such as uh, Pastor Joshua Daniels, who shared about the importance of understanding hereditary sin and, uh, <laughs> and our own family history in order to avoid repeating that sin in our own life. And also Reverend Holmes shared that we must continue to make the effort to remove sins and study uh, God's words. And so we were able to hear these pastors um, uh, sharing and also uh, be able to understand that they were catching important points from the presentations. And afterwards, we had a powerful call to action from Pastor Joshua Daniels from Mount Zion Church, and he shared he was very moved by the program and the youth's excitement for Christ. So we actually had 15 pastors and ministers and 35 CARP members who attended, and in total we had about 80 participants. And after the program, uh, many pastors shared their reflection, and uh, yeah, most of them shared that they uh, learned something new, 
and they had some deep realizations actually and they were so hopeful for the young people and the next generation and we actually we actually have been uh, doing this one-on-one divine principle study with dr perry and pastor uh, michael johnson and uh, we also want to start uh, studying with Pastor Joshua Daniels. But actually, as they were studying this divine principle step by step, not only were they just studying, but they were actually uh, taking roles as panelists and commentator and giving these call to action messages uh, and working together with us. So uh, we want to continue to have these youth summit to continue to share the principle, but also working with these uh, able type pastors uh, working together um, uh, to unite with your mother and her vision and building God's kingdom together. So there is a lot that we were able to uh, learn from uh, this youth summit that we had and sharing about the divine principle, but also working together with these prepared pastors. And uh, we're also um, uh, following up and uh, planning for new programs uh, that we want to do in the future. So, uh, yes, thank you so much. Wow, wow, beautiful, beautiful. Amatoka, a really beautiful approach. Christian ministers, really, I really realize and more and more the, the important role of the ACLC. So when I visited Washington, D.C., and then we had a beautiful uh, session of the ACLC, yeah, I really keep on emphasizing, let them really study EDP one-on-one. I think now it's uh, everywhere we are creating that kind of culture. Really, let's uh, really uh, let's educate the, all our Christian minister through the reading EDP directly one on one. Wow, ACLC American Clergy Leadership Conference should be amazing, amazing clergy leadership conference from now on through learning divine principle. Kamsamila.